All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 going on 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo. I am the vet of the group. I am Dwight at 517-2214. Join again as I am every week as usual. The brains of the operation, the young prodigy. I ain't even gonna call it a breakfast food slander. I, I haven't seen that on the timeline recently. Oh, so I think she beat them allegations finally. Young SJ at SJ Basketball, the number eight. Family, how you feeling? Feeling great, feeling great. Can't complain. Mavs basketball lived to see another day or whatever, another couple of days. So I cannot complain. Yeah, I, I man, I'm right there with you. Um, man, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. My grandma always used to tell me God takes care of babies and fools. I'm obviously not a baby. Maybe I'm a fool because a lot of things have been falling into place in my life, independent of the Mavs and the Mavs. What is this? It's the third best season since I've been an adult already, no matter what happens here. So this has been dope, man. It's a good time. Sunshine. It's kind of hot here in Texas, but I take that over bad weather. So. Things is up. Things is looking up. Um, sure. Loki, you you talked about earlier. what the weather like. How, how we looking on the in the Brooklyn streets? We we, we kind of cloudy. I'm not okay. gonna lie, but it's it's not it's not it's not too bad. We've had rain. It's been raining the past couple of days, so that's why I'm not too like I'm not putting too much stock in it. It was like raining yesterday, but it's not raining today. It should be starting soon, actually, in a couple in like an hour, but. Okay. That's cool. That's uh, I haven't been to New York in a long time, but the first time I went was in the summer. And New York is dope. It's New York is one of the greatest cities in the world. But to be a, I was what, 20? To be a young man in New York in the summer, boy, that is just a good time in life. It is. It is. All right. So let's get into it. Let's, uh, the Mavs, our Mavs. We recording this Saturday. Damn, what we what? Thirty hours away from Game Seven against the yep, Phoenix Suns. The Bucks couldn't do their jobs, but whatever. You know what? Anything. You know what though? You know what though? Tatum, Tatum took it from him. Like he did. He took it in blood. So I can't. Yeah, even... he he. Yeah. They, they, there was no really folding being done. That was just hey, I'm here too. And I'm not ready to go home. I, I'm, I'm not even mad about it. I'm not mad about that. But we'll see. We're going to touch on that series later. But that was a dope game. It was. Um, I'll just start, man. How you feeling about tomorrow? Man, and you know what's funny? I was asked this question earlier today, this yeah. morning. Um, how do I feel about, like, a game seven? And honestly, just real honestly, I'm not nervous at all. Like, besides the obvious like my team is playing a big game nervousness like besides that I'm really not nervous because I'm just at peace with whatever outcome at this point um I don't think anything could happen to like make me upset like even if it's a blowout I don't think I'd be too pressed even if it's a we have a lead and we lose it I don't think I'd be too pressed if we lose on a buzzer beater it's gonna sting but I don't think I'd be too pressed like you know that's that's kind of how I'm feeling because I can't lie. I've avoided um, saying too much about the 
like my true feelings about the series just because I don't want to you know put it out in the air and all that but last week when we were recording and all that and obviously we're optimistic I'm always going to be you know optimistic about the Mavs um and them winning but I thought we were done (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I I would never lie to y'all that's one thing I won't do I thought it was gonna come at the ACC and pack us up <laughs> after we lost game five like after we lost game five um I thought if we won game five then we probably would have won it but after I saw that we lost game five I was like yeah they're gonna pack us up in six but I was fine with it because I was like you know what I I you know thought they'd win in six but the fact that they didn't right now I'm I'm so okay <laughs> with anything that's about to happen um so I'm I'm feeling all right with it we I'm not I'm never gonna pick against like if it's a game seven I'm not gonna pick against the Mavs that's what I did last year last year I had the Clippers winning but I said if it went to seven the Mavs would win obviously that's not what happened but um I'm gonna do the same thing this year Suns might be the better team and usually the better team especially at home usually wins you know game seven so that's fine that's all fine but I'm still gonna ride with my Mavs we have the best player um and all it just takes I'm hoping like, this is going to sound weird because statistics aren't on our side, but I'm hoping statistics pulls through because, like, have we really had that many series where no road team wins at all? You know what I mean? Right, I'm, right, trying right, to, yeah. I'm trying to, like, I'm hoping the word, like, you know, earthly statistics, I don't know what the term is, but I'm just hoping, you know, they can see that, hey, this series needs a road win <laughs> and we get it like I'm just hoping but um at this point like I said I'm just happy that we're in this position because a lot of people um I saw a lot of Suns fans and I had to you know point it out to um some of my Suns mutuals they like when people were predicting the series before the series started a lot of people are saying oh you know Mavs could take it to six seven you know or even the Mavs could even win some of my sons mutuals just because they had you know we hadn't beaten them in a while and all that they were kind of feeling themselves and there was one in particular he was like I don't know why everyone thinks it's gonna go long like I think we either sweep them or clean them up in five I'll say five to just give them a game but he was very confident that you know they'd clean us up and I had to point out I said listen I'll ask for nothing else but but more respect (laughs) like let's be and that's even with me like even though I picked the sons in six I think picked them in six and it was going to be a hard fought six. I was never counting them out to say it was going to be a short series. Even when we were down 2 0, it looked spooky. It looked extremely spooky. <laughs> like it looked like we might g- get swept. But I, I never, I, I didn't really believe that, honestly. I didn't believe that it, it, this would be a short series in their favor. Yeah, I, um, I, to, to kind of, I guess, answer the question I asked you, fam, I, I'm not going to hold you. I'm irrationally confident. Like, I, I truly I believe we are going to win. Like, on some dead ass, like, I'm not, like, no, like I'm seeing people talking about, are you, I'm, I'm not, I think we're going to win. I, 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 I really do. I'm trying not to say it. I, I kind of, I, there's, I don't know what it is. Like, even last year. I didn't really, even though I picked them out in seven against the Clippers, I don't feel good about that game. No, 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 no. I I knew we were cooked. Like, (laughs) I I think I put it on the timeline. I don't think we were doing this pod yet. 
Boy, I knew we was cooked that game seven. You could tell, like, we was figured out. That cute shit with Momon was figured out game I seven. was about to say, yeah, we, we, that, that's why, and that's why I felt like we were going to get packed up in six, um, this time around, because I felt the same vibe in the sense that, um, we kind of, you know, jumped the game up, kind of threw it for a loop. And I didn't, and I thought the Suns would have, um, like, after game five, especially after how they played, I thought, yeah, they, you know, definitely figured, you know, us out and all the stuff that we did in games three and four, like not, they weren't gimmicky. That's, that's the big difference. They weren't as gimmicky as they were last year, last year, but the Beaumont thing was a gimmick. Like that was no big brain tactic <laughs> like by the coaching staff. It wasn't, it just was a gimmick that worked in the moment. Um, but here, like I said, the thing, the things we were doing were less gimmicky, but there were still things that you could figure out counters to. Yeah. Um, so I thought that, you know, the Suns had their counters and I didn't know if we had another, you know, another blow, but we did. And like I said, our blow, I'm trying to, I need to rewatch. Actually, today I'm going to rewatch the game too um, to see, but I'm trying to figure out what the, like, what their counter is and how, if, if we have another counter to that, because it's all about counters. And last yeah. year, you know, I felt like we ran out of counters. That's why I was not confident at all. This year, I, like I said, I would have to look. I'm not sure we've like ran out of counters yet. I'm not sure, but the Suns definitely haven't. On their side, they definitely haven't. So you know, it'll be interesting. But yes, yeah, I already cut you off. You know, no, no, no. You're you're fine. I um, I just the, the, my thing is I'm, I'm conflicted about why we're winning because our two best players, our two leading scorers, have been an absolute brick from three, right? Uh, I think Lucas shooting 29% from three. Jalen is shooting 18% from three. And Jalen, yeah, and he's bro. been butt naked. Like, butt naked. Like, if you would have told me Jalen is going to miss all his open threes, I'd be like, dog, we're cooked. And it's crazy because the way he's being effective, given what the common thing about him is, you know, he can't score against lane. All his shit been at the basket. Literally, I don't know if he scored outside the paint. It, it may be a couple, couple middies, yeah, couple, couple middies here and there, but it's been all dribbling towards the rim, a few pull ups mm-hmm. here and there, and it's like, I think that three point regression is going to swing back for both of them in a game, and I'm hoping this is game seven, but at the same time, I don't know how much I want it to because that shit is wearing Devin Booker and Chris Paul out like. Because you know, Luca is Luca, he's doing the post up thing, and dude, I, I, you can't tell me that's not impacting Michael offensively. You can't tell me it ain't like it's it's thrown him out of out of whack, in my opinion. Because you guys are having to deal with that big, big dude on one end, and I think it's impacting his legs and his endurance offensively. Because Michael's not this bad of an offensive player at all, and he's been kind of a brick and just all out of sorts, right. And then on the other end, like, Devin Booker's played well, but he's kind of folded. In all the games we've played, he's been hot ass in the fourth quarter. And I think it's Jalen Brunson fucking putting his shoulder in him and attacking him like he owe him money. Like, that shit's starting to wear him down, too, because, like, usually when you watch the Suns, no one's picking on Devin Booker. Like, that's not – Devin Booker's a decent defender. He's not great. But, you know, normally when a player – uh, someone's playing the Suns, they're not attacking Devin Booker, and they damn sure not attacking him at the rim 
with another wing player. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what Jalen's doing. And it's it's weird Jalen's unique skill set. And y'all know I'm team Jalen, but I thought I didn't I thought this would be a harder matchup for him, but his skill set is actually, I don't know. I, I don't I think it's one of the reasons why we're still going, because that shit is wearing Devin Booker and Chris Paul out towards the end of the game. And just him and Luca being basically shit, damn near playing like bigs offensively, I think is having a it's having like a cumulative impact uh on them. And this is game seven. Uh they did get two days rest. So I think CP three, if this game was when did we play Thursday? Was it Thursday? Thursday, yeah. Okay. If the game was today, I would be betting money on us winning. Because I know CP3 would still be cooked. Like, there's just no way. Like, they blew us out game, what was it, game five? But he was kind of cooked, man. Like. Oh, he didn't play well. He had single digits. Yeah, like, he's, that. that's just, a, he's 37. I've been saying it this whole time. That was one of the reasons why I felt confident. Like, bro, he's a six-foot man that's 37 that was getting harassed by Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado. Um for six hard-fought games um, where Devin Booker didn't play half of them and he had to carry that load. Now you're getting harassed by Dorian Finney-Smith. I was about to say, yeah, it's not just even that. Like, we changed the game plan on him. Like, once, and to me, it's not a, I've been saying spurious correlation a lot um, this last week, but um, it's not a spurious correlation that as soon as Powell's minutes dropped significantly that he stop getting his game off too like yep. they've been playing him different and yep. it's 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 flustered him and you can yeah. see it in all games we, we were playing drop with uh Powell mm-hmm. for with some stri- for some mm-hmm. strange reason after not really doing that and i noticed when we uh what was that like oh, game six when Powell played more minutes we just had his ass out there on the island like hey good luck you got to do it and he still looked like shit so I, I don't know, man. I, I think we're going to beat these dudes because I don't think – I think Chris is going to play better, but I don't think he's going 14 for 14 for mid-range to save base season against the goddamn New Orleans Pelicans. I don't think that's on the table. And, hey, man, has Frank scored in the last two games? Like, I'm not trying to be funny. I think has, he – no, maybe not. I don't think so because I was going to say he hit that three in game four, but I'm, I don't remember any of the – granted, I – um. I still, honestly, I still haven't watched the second half of um game five. Hey, dog, dog, I'm, I shit you not. When they went down 15, I turned it off and watched winning time. I still don't know actually you what know, happened. This happens every the past three seasons, I've missed a half of a playoff game because it's been a this time I actually genu- like genuinely fell asleep <laughs> like during halftime. They were only up three, so we really could have won that game, but I yeah. fell asleep. Last year, I missed game four, the second half, when they were getting blown out, and I remember Luca's neck was acting up. I was like, yeah, there's no reason to watch this. And the year yeah. before that, it was game five. We were getting blown out, too. I turned that shit off. So <laughs> I, 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 dude, I was so angry game five because they had the formula. The formula was there, and it was working. And they just stopped doing it for whatever yeah, reason. What happened? So and I, I was just like, dog. I'm fine if we lose, but you can't lose like this. So I turned it off. It was good for my mental health. It really was. I'm happy I did in retrospect, but 
Man, I lost my train my train of thought. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, about? my bad. <laughs> oh, you good. Oh Frank, we're talking about a Frank score. Oh, Frank, Frank. Hey man, I don't think he scored in the last two games. And you know what? He's been impactful as shit. Like, dog, he's causing him he's truly causing CP3 and Booker problems. Like legit problems. And like I'm the Suns are still kind of guarding him. And I like some got to give like they got to treat him like Josh Green and literally not guard him. You and can't do that with Frank though. I agree, but the man ain't scored in two games, so it's like I hope he has the ratchet ready because I think he's if he plays uh, decent minutes game seven, I I, I actually think there because the season's on the line. You want your season on the line to with uh, Jalen Brunson and. Luka Doncic of all people getting downhill or do you want Frank Nelikina shooting threes wide open? Like, I know which one I'm choosing if I'm there, but we'll see. Um, Frank gonna shoot. Listen, one thing about, the thing is, though, why I don't even think they're even considering that strategy is because Frank's catch and shoot numbers have been great, like, yeah. the past couple seasons, like, consistently. So I don't think, like, whoever's doing their scouting report and all that, I don't think you're leaving Frank wide open but, to catch and shoot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, but, I get the thing where but, you can't take away everything, and you gotta, um, you know, you gotta give something. And obviously, Frank's threes. You're taking that all day. You're taking that all day, and I, I get it. But um, I listen. I, I, I'm comfortable if they treat Frank like a Josh. And that's another thing about Frank too. Like he has a like his bag is very very shallow. But he got a little bit of a bag where if yeah. he's open, he can dribble into a shot and make it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think you can like sag off that much like a Josh Green, which is why he's even playing. Like, um, but um, like you said, they have to take away something. And if we're on, like if our offense is flowing, where um, you know, the ball is popping, um, you know, Luca's doing his thing, Brunson's doing his thing, they're gonna have to take something away. <laughs> so yeah. they might um hone in on that. But we'll we'll see. Everything's yeah. off that's one thing with game sevens. Everything's off the tables. No one is trying to hide a tactic because they think it might come in handy, you know, later down the road. No, everything is on the table. Everything, everyone's gonna be showing everything they got. So I'm just intrigued to see what that is because that's that's why I'm so I'm I just hate that um it's in Phoenix because you know as we've seen the Phoenix role player just turn up and home games are like crack to role players not just the Mavs role players like role players in general <laughs> like for some reason home games are like crack to them so that that's really why I'm nervous because um even if we make things tough for you know book CP3 they're gonna you know try to get their games off anyway but where we can't beat them if if Cam Johnson is splashing four threes, if Mikhail has two, Jay Crowder has three. We can't we can't um beat them that way. It's it's not gonna work that way. So yeah. I just hope I just hope they're bricks. They've been averaging, I think it's 120 at home. Yeah. One they have a one, I think I think it's one 120 points per game. Um, I'm not sure what the offensive rating is that number, but I think they're averaging one 120 points per game. That's outrageous. Um, at home, so I just I'm hoping, like I'm trying to think, like can numbers like normalize here? Like I'm some sort of statistic <laughs> has to be on our side here because it's like, damn. Like if you look at everything, nothing is on our side. But I, for some reason, I still feel good, even though like pretty much nothing is on our side apart from having you know the best player in the series. So. I'm hoping that's enough um, 
But I don't know. Like last night, I thought Giannis wasn't gonna lose that game <laughs> because you know he was just that guy asserting himself. But at the same time, he wasn't the best player in the game. Um, so I think that's what's important. Not just having. I know people have been saying, yeah, the Mavs have the best player in the series. That's fine, but you have to have. It's a game seven. You have to have the best player in the game seven. <laughs> like I think that's the most important thing because. Yeah, Luca is better than like a Booker, but Booker can outplay Luca in a game. Like that's just anyone can outplay anyone in a game. So it's important that he is the best player in the game seven. And what's equally okay, I won't say equally important, but what's very important as well is that even if Booker is the let's say the second best guard, we have to have the third best card. We have to have two of the top three guards in the game. So Brunson has to outplay Chris Paul, and he's been doing that the last couple of games. That's why we've had um such success. But um, he has to do it again. Brunson has to outplay Chris Paul again if we um want a shot. Yeah, that was uh that was one of the. That's why I was so upset about Game Five is that Brunson brought it, <laughs> and we lost. And like, because y'all know I love Jalen, but I was like, damn, he is ready to go. He was cooking, and we kind of wasted that game. But maybe. I need to, as much as he's my guy, I maybe need to, you know, have higher expectations for him myself. Because, I mean, shit, he's been pretty, at this point, it, it, his 18 to 20, hell, 20 some odd points is just what's happening now. So I guess we can count on it and he's played decent defense and salute, right? So you're right. I agree with you. Um, I feel very confident Luke is going to show up. I feel extremely confident Dorian's going to show up. File trouble kind of, kind of stole him from us uh, last, well, two yeah. nights ago. But that's a good thing, though. He he gets some rest. He's really yeah. playing a lot of Yeah, yeah. I I don't. He 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 has, and I think you're 100 percent right about that. So, um, I feel you know as much as I love Jalen. I I do think he's going because he did show up game five. That was a big game. Um, till he started turning the ball over right before I turned it off. But shit, we was already he's losing by 15, 20 points anyway. So um we'll see. I, I just I don't know why. I just think we're gonna win. I don't even know how. I just don't think Chris Paul is gonna turn back the clock. Um one thing I do think we've done, like even though Jay Crowder has had flame, well, had flame shooting out of his ass the first couple games. We actually kind of live with that and started helping more on the other guys, which is, uh, frankly, something I didn't see. They just like, yo, if you're going to keep shooting, like f- flames are shooting out your ass, we're just going to lose. And shit, we've won three or four since then, um, which is shout out to Jason Kidd because. Jay Crowder's streaky as hell, and he's like, yeah, he ain't going to be able to keep doing that, and he, and he didn't. So we'll see. Um, I'm really, 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 really excited, though. I think we're going to win. I'm so excited. Um, if we don't, oh, well, we weren't supposed to get here to give this for anyway, and there's a lot of ways to get better, and if we win, I don't – I haven't put this on the timeline because I don't want to argue. But I actually think we're going to the finals if we win tomorrow. 
I like, think so too. I, I don't fully... want to put it yet, but I think so too. I think like, we can be. I'm not afraid of Golden State. I think the Suns were a worse matchup for us than Golden yeah, State. Yeah, way worse, way worse. And um, I think it's not just worse. Like Gary Payton Jr., Gary Payton II gave Jalen problems. Like I saw him in isolation. Like there was no he Jalen didn't have no answers for him. Like just he was just as tall. He's taller. He has the athleticism, the short area quickness, and he can, the, you know, the bully ball that Jalen plays with a lot of players, that shit won't work in. That dude ain't playing. Like, duh, who's guarding it? Who's, like, we know Luka is already a given, but they don't even have somebody, like, there's nobody that's going to give Jalen really problems. Brunson, that's who I'm thinking about, Brunson and Dinwiddie. Yeah, yeah, especially Dinwiddie. Oh, all the shade we've given them with loose. it. We, we going to be right back to praise them because, like, dog, we will cause problems. Like, I feel like our if – even if we put the three-point guards out there, I think we stand a better chance to guard them than they do us. Does that make sense? Yeah, and what I will so say, though, the only thing – not only thing, there's other things to be nervous about, but the one main thing that I'm nervous about with the Golden State matchup is our guys being extremely tired because the Suns they, they get that break. Uh, way, but the Warriors, the way how they play, it's, yeah. it's tiring to defend. So that's the yeah. only, that's, that's like my main concern. I don't know if our guys are going to have that energy because they've already played, especially our wings, they've already played just so many minutes. They're like leading the playoffs in minutes. Um, You're right. To defend that style of play and running around, like Reggie's going to be running all game. Dorian is going to be running around all game. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, and you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to play Frank and maybe even give, you're going to have to play, you're going to have to play Frank against them. Exactly. And then we don't even have home court. So that's, that's, yeah. that's where my worry would be. I, I do think we can beat them, but if we don't, I think those would be like, that would be like one of the main reasons that yeah, we just yeah, do not have yeah. legs to defend them. Yeah. And honestly, we put too much dip on our chip, like probably disgusting. I'm not somebody. That yeah. That's why I didn't even want to bring it. I was going to bring it up if you didn't bring it up. <laughs> But I, I, I really do. I think we I think we beat them if we play them. But at the same time, we got to finish what's in front of us because, man, Phoenix, like you said, the Phoenix role players level up at home and our guys have kind of folded. Um, I could be wrong. Game five, Jalen and Luka was the only players in double figures, right? Probably. Yeah, I, I didn't even – I looked at the um... – Box score. I think they were the only guys in that. Yeah. Maybe one I think, more. I think, yeah, they may. Have, it was look, either only them two or one more with them. But I, yeah, I, just but it, I mean, them. and it wasn't even like a bunch of eights and nines. It was a bunch of fours. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, dog, Jalen and Luca truly were the only people that showed up. Yeah, I think Dorian made his first two threes, and that was it for him. Granted, I don't think he had high volume, and I think he went like two for six. I think he, yeah, like yeah, and, he um, made his first two, and then that was it for him. Yeah, so that that is always there. That's an option. Loki, it was uh, was I think Davis had <laughs> Davis freaking Bertans might have stood. Yeah, ten. Uh, hold on. I think it was Brunson and Luca, and maybe one more, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe it was Davis. But um, listen, I we need more than that. It's, I think there was a stat floating around a TL that um, I think four four Mavs average like double figures in our wins and in our losses is like two. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
No, and it, it was. It was Luca had 28, Jalen had 21, Davis had 10. That was it. That's yeah. nasty. That's nasty. So I I just I don't know. I don't I don't I, I think J Jalen. I think Dorian's gonna show up. Um I think Jalen's gonna show up. I think Luca's gonna show up. I mean, I feel like Davis Bertans has scored like his little made his little cute three threes. It was we up to three straight games now where he's been productive in his little minutes. We just need Reggie. I think Reggie has kind of mm-hmm. contributing points has been the kind of the the bellwether of whether we won or not, right? So oh, yeah. we need Reggie and Maxi. Granted, I know Maxi oh, yeah. had a huge game and we wasted it, but Maxi coming alive again. Granted, he's hit a couple threes here and there since then, but like him having a you know a higher volume three game and making it would be great because now you're like we're probably if that's the case we can maybe get them to panic a little bit and um play our game you know downsize like if Aiden is getting pick and popped to death by Maxi, right mm-hmm. I don't think you're you're not you're like I said we're in a game seven so it's easy to get them to kind of panic a bit and say hey do we need to sit Aiden right now um and you know go yeah. with the, um, go they, small then they do that the other night they did that Tory, one the Tory, Tory Craig at the Tory final. Craig, yes, they yeah. did that in um game. Six. It was one of the games at the AAC. Was this, it game six? This last game, yeah. Was it last game? Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Tory was hurt in the first couple games he played. Yeah, last game. They kind of downsized. So um, if we can get and granted, that's playing to our strengths. That's playing to our strengths. The Suns are not like a, they they don't throughout the regular season, they weren't playing small ball in chunks. They weren't, you know what I mean? They weren't playing like that. So um I think getting them to kind of adjust us in that way and panic might work wonders for us of Maxi. You know, Maxi's the key to this. And, and the way how they've been, um, even with that, it, it, it makes them change their matchups because I think it was one of the games they were, they, first of all, the way they've been defending Maxi is kind of crazy um, because he, because they're, they're essentially afraid of him picking and popping him. So they've been really pressing up on him a bit. And yeah. they moved Aiton. They have Aiton. Granted, they've been stashing Maxi in the corners um, to get Aiton, you know, to get the same design as what we, we did with Gobert. And it worked well, especially in game four, I remember, because Chris Paul was in that foul trouble. So you have Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, nobody, Cam Johnson's not keeping anybody in front of him. No. <laughs> and even if he does keep you kind of in you, front, he's so, going straight through him. Well, him yeah, he's moving him out the way. He's moving out the way. He's so he's so slight in frame. You're moving yeah. him out the way. Literally anybody. Jalen moving him out the way. Spencer moving him out the way. Everybody. <laughs> everybody moving him out the way. So um, if he has to play more on the perimeter, you know, that's going to work on in our favor. And like I said, their perimeter guys aren't like, are not strong even mikhail bro i've seen mikhail no. like luca blow by mikhail like it's nothing bro and i'm talking with no screens like yeah you can even say because mikhail is that's one thing mikhail is usually good at screen navigation i have to watch um the series over to really kind of make this sweeping conclusion but i feel like most of the time when i'm watching he be dying on them screens granted granted i will say um, we've gotten away with a lot of illegal screens. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Sometimes I'll be watching. I'm like, oop, that should be going the other way. But you know, I'll take all of those. Yeah. So he's he he's had you know he's gotten a little slighted there. 
but some of the times he just be he's been having a hard time on the screen because he's so um he's long but he's so you know slight he's he's like he's like that yeah yeah so like um if luca gets enough steam going downhill mikhail is not doing any mikhail is like a feather on him (laughs) mikhail is not doing shit so i'm granted mikhail you know had his game and i think it was game five he got loose and last game he that was that's one thing with mikhail um i saw a sons fan one of my sons mutual said it yesterday and i was like wow that is actually so true they said um like if mikhail's having like in a series like if he's having a bad game he's invisible like you don't even realize he's playing but they said last game he was having a bad game but he was very visible with the bad game like he was shit what was he at one point he was like what he missed his first like six shots i think he was like over six yeah it it, it, it was so nasty that i I was i felt bad because i like mikhail bridges a lot and i'm like damn he's better than this yeah he was missing and there were bad misses too and i remember yeah my um the sons mutual they were like yeah that was a you know he was visible <laughs> very visible and bad and they were trying to figure out like i don't even know which bad game i want like the invisible bad game he went two for seven and i two feel like seven, he yeah. started oh for five oh i think four. he started over six if i'm not mistaken yeah. i'm pretty sure um so he made his last one his or over five maybe yeah i think he probably said yeah. over five so he probably made his last two there's that but um he he's another one where he's he's a role player he's a role player at this point um and he's gonna probably play better at home but i just think i just think statistics just has to please like in terms of percentages like they can't have their way at home man like these role players i'm i'm afraid of their role players like i'm not gonna um try to you know wish for a situation or a scenario where um their stars are just gonna stink in a game seven like book is gonna go five for 25 in a game like i that's a bit on granted anything that happened but that's a bit unrealistic you know what i mean um what what is more realistic is their role players just tightening up you know throats closing a little bit you know pressures on because that's the thing pressure is all on them um our guys i'm hoping even though obviously they believe they can win the series they came into the series believing that they could win um as they should but i just hope they go out and tr- and play freely you know like yeah. don't think too hard about the outcome like you're the underdogs here you're you know you're the four seed um you're a 52 win team you know nothing to sneeze at but you're a 52 win team going up against a 64 win team that probably left a bit of meat on the bones too if we're looking at it with you know chris paul's injury and all that um they could have been easily you know better than a 64 win team so I think um, looking at that, I hope, you know, I mean, I'm sure Jason Kidd is giving them that speech, um, but I hope they, you know, go in playing freely because going in playing, f- playing freely can actually do wonders for you, yeah. you know, like with your shot and especially for the role players, if they don't have that, that like pressure on them. A game seven, if, if we, if we taking it to them, if we're taking it to the Suns. And then role players, the legs start getting shaky, palms start getting sweaty. Um, they're thinking, shit, we need to beat these guys, but we're we're here in a rock fight. Listen, it might get interesting. That's yeah, yeah. And I think another aspect of that is, especially with Aiden, um, like he got money on the line. Jalen's bag is, is secured at this point. Like, like the money's over. Um, now, unless Jalen go crazy and put up 30 and we win a championship the rest of the playoffs, he's not getting no more money. 
Like, yeah, he's only getting a max if he legit, like if we legit win, win the championship. championship and he's <laughs> averaging 28. Like his bag is secure. At this point, whatever questions was answered have been answered. Like it, that, the ship has sailed on Jalen. So he's like, shit, I can just do it. I'm good. That question got answered when he started being productive, when he put up the 28 game three. Like that, it's over, right? Ain't no. Aiden shit the bed, man. I don't know. I don't. I, I've always been saying that there's no way Phoenix let him get away. But dog, you losing the second round, and it's like, wh- why are we paying you a max? I, I think that's a. I think it'd be stupid, but I think that'd be a understandable question from a team standpoint. Yeah, if 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 we win, Aiden, I if we win the series, Aiden is not going to be a son. You don't um, think so? I don't think so. I, I don't think it, this is the thing. If Chris Paul just shits the bed again, I think Chris might retire. Oh, hell no. Chris not retiring. You don't no. think he's retiring? I don't think he's retiring. Chris, to me, he does not strike me as the type to leave any type of money on the table. That's one. And he yeah. still got, as long as guaranteed money still there. He only got one more year. He only got one that's more what I'm year. Saying. If, money, yeah. Talk, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it was a year where it was non-guaranteed money, then sure. But nah, he not leaving no money on the table. And plus the Suns, even though this is their best opportunity, I don't think, even if they lose this year, I don't think they think their opportunity, their window is like closed. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think they Yeah, and the, 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 the crazy thing is they got that weird stuff with ownership. That's the yeah. only reason why, like, because, well, it's sorry, it might go the other way. Server, like, shit, the league about to kick me out. I ain't going to have to spend that money. Shit, give them the max. I don't give a fuck. Oh, well. Um, make make <laughs> Let me make them give me a trophy and then kick me out the league, right? So I don't know. Jones too. Like I know Sarver is the main one, not trying to give him a max, but like I think James Jones too. I like I think if James Jones really believed in Aiden, like was really like his guy and really wanted to max him, I think he would have had a max already. Like I I, I think Aiden's a dog. He's a really good player, but he looks soft and he looks light in the cakes. Like his core strength, like he's not See, that's a bully. Always been his issue. That's always my main my okay. So even dating back to a couple of seasons ago, so even yeah. way before the season and even before last season, my main issue with Aiden is that not only because I I don't think it's fair to um to kind of um demean like finesse bigs for not wanting no, to not at all. Not at all. you know to put a guy in the rim like I yeah. I don't think so that's why i don't get on him too much when people are like oh put the guy in the ring and you could do that all the time like i get why like you know i just get that's not his game first of all but my main issue with it even though it's not your game you have to be physical down there in the paint mm-hmm. there are paint presence his free throw rate has been super suspect it was mm-hmm. it's just far too low far far like regardless of where the bar is for Aiden and his like his play style and his um like the, what they need from him and just his role in general, your free throw rate is far, like far too low. I think that was like my main thing. And um, I I had asked someone, it was a Suns fan because I was curious. This was way before the series. Like this was, I think the first round was still going on. <laughs> and I had asked like, what was his free throw rate? Like, did it go up the regular season? I think it went up by like nothing significant. Like it was very, like a very marginal like increase. Um. And that that's his main issue. So yes, the softness, it's it's not even softness because he wants to, you know, hit a fadeaway instead of dunking. It's the softness where you're not physical enough to like get fouled. Like that was one thing about um like Porzingis. 
his last year, like this year, his foul rate went like up. Like randomly went, went through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, it just randomly went through the roof. And um, granted, that was us obviously, you know, playing him in the post a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like Aiton has to find a way to get fouled down there because he's not a bad free throw shooter. And if you're playing, like I said, teams are getting smaller, you know, by the by the season. So if you're a if you're going to be a paint presence, you have to be a paint presence. <laughs> like you have to be. So that's yeah. Aiton has things he needs to work on, obviously. But again, um, he's not an option in their offense. And I will never forget. I will never forget. It was last year's playoffs. Um, I think Aiton was like dominating. I well, I forgot what series this was, but I remember Aiton was like dominating in the first half. He had like twenty and like ten <laughs> in the first half. He was like dominating in the second half. I think he only got like maybe three or four shots, maybe two shots. And um, the reporter asked Monty like, um, "Why wasn't Aiton, you know, given more shots or you know, given the opportunity to take more shots?" And Monty basically said, "I I can't remember what he said word for word, but um, the gist of it was basically he was like um." yeah, well, we don't play that way. <laughs> like, he was kind of like, well, we don't, that's not how we play to just um, feed him in the post, basically. Um, so that's why I'm like, yeah, I've been stressing it, stressing it so much and I will not stop repeating it. And it's not, this is not me shading anyone in particular or anything. It's just, I'm trying to get more people to understand that um, these, like where basketball in general is moving away from post-centric offense like post stuff big men offense like that's not <laughs> that's not what's going on in modern basketball Aiton was Aiton was the best player on the floor for the Suns in game six and they got blown the fuck out bro blown the fuck out because we're splashing them with threes they're exchanging twos for threes basically with eight now they, uh, they beat the brakes off of his game two he had what nine and three Exactly. Exactly. This is what I'm trying to say. Like perimeter players that like Aiton dominating that you're only going to feel that if their perimeter guys are getting off too. Cause it's like, damn, we can't stop book and Aiton is fucking killing us. Like, it's like, damn, like you're going to feel that. But if he's just dominating and book and Chris Paul and all the other perimeter guys are in check, we're winning the math game because we're taking and making more threes than them. That's one thing that's kind of been, I don't know about the makes, but taking that's been consistent. And granted, the no, Suns we, we've outscored them from three point line. Or two, making two. Okay, yeah. So um, uh, a lot, like okay. it's, yeah, I couldn't. It's, I didn't know well, about in, the in, in our in our wins. Oh, it's in the not it, the makes and the attempts. Like we've been killing. Let me let me let me make sure I. Uh, I'm just saying, our three point makes or points from three-pointers attempted are high, far higher than theirs have been. Yeah, because they don't, even during the regular season, they don't take a lot. They're a mid-range team, so yeah. they don't even take a lot. So if we, that's what I'm saying, if you can limit their perimeter guys for real and let them just say, hey, hey and go crazy, you're winning that math game because we're taking and making more threes than them, which is why it's like, please pay attention to all that, guys. Like, this, that's what's important. Like, yeah, we, that's why for our team, yeah, we need a, you know, rim protection, especially during a regular season. That's, you know, where it's extremely important. And yeah, we might need a, you know, a presence in the paint, but it's not a necessity. And especially during the postseason, you look around the league, man, like these slow, yeah. Who, who's the, I guess Al Horford, but is Al Horford really, how tall is Al Horford? Six, nine, six, six, eight? I think no, I think he's six ten. 
Okay, he's the same height as Dwight Powell, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think maybe I'm Is he Rudy Gobert, something to that effect? Like, they, they no, got no, no, no. So Al Horford, are you talking about his defense? Because Al Horford isn't really a rim protector, like an above the rim protector. He's a paint protector. So Al Horford, like, he's not a, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he's not like a Rudy Gobert, like, um, yeah, yeah, but in the, like blocking yeah, shots. They, they say Al Horford is, is 6'9". The point I'm trying to make is that I'm trying to basically, uh, I guess, piggyback on your point that a lot of people in our fan base think we need this 7172 behemoth to take the next step. And Al Horford's actual, in my opinion, why he's so great is that, you know, like you said, he's kind of a paint protector. But dog, Al Horford, even at his old age, can switch out on a perimeter player and it's not food. He's not food. Like that, in my opinion, is more important that's the most important thing, a big that's playing with Luca defensively. That's the most important skill that a big that plays with Luca has to have. Do, do you agree or disagree? I agree. It's always going to be defensively. So the reason, it's just like, I feel like people don't get that you need a specific team around Luca. I think the the last couple of years, especially, it's been, um, yeah, throw any guys together and Luca could lead them to this. Yeah, do yeah. That. Yes, but if we're talking about championship, like contending, like legit, like we're legit talking yeah. about two contenders and all that, you need a specific team around him. He's yeah. not as valuable as um people think. Um, especially defensively. We've we've seen him. Um, you know, a lot of us could talk about Trey Young and all that, but Luca got exposed to in similar ways. Um to the point where we had to scheme around it, to, you know, to not let it happen. You know, yeah. we had to scheme around him getting hunted. So it's a thing. It's a it, like just being objective. It's a thing that you need a, a specific team around him. So with that being said, the big is one of the most important pieces. Like, yeah, you need all the three and D wings, all that, but the big is an important piece too. And I agree with the fact that, um, especially just for the postseason. Like, even if you're not just looking at Luca. For the postseason, you need a big that even if I'm not saying you need like um because they're hard to come by. I'm not saying you a bam Adebayo is you know <laughs> growing on a tree. Yeah, or, or, or like, even Rob Williams, like those, Probably, du- yeah. those dudes are hard to find. Yeah, they're hard to find, but at the same time, you have to um you have to at least know and be aware to me of the mold of player that you need. Yeah. So like with a Porzingis, even though the um you could go back and forth about the offensive fit and what he wanted to do versus what was best for team and all that, whatever. But the main issue too, wasn't even just the offense. It was the defense. Of course, he was just not that guy defensively at the center position that you could put next to a Luca. And they knew that, which is why they tried to put him at the four to get a center to, you know, cover for him. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it just, he wasn't going to fit defensively. I, I, uh, and I'll, this is where I'll admit you know, when the trade first broke, I didn't like it because rim protection is something I know you need in the playoffs. But shit, sometimes shit changes right in front of your face, right? Yeah. And we don't know everything. This is I, nothing drives me crazier when people are loud and wrong on the timeline, and then like a month later, say you don't know ball. Like, come on, fam, you was 
very loud and wrong about stuff. And I am loud and wrong about things at times, right? The Christophs, mm -hmm. my initial reaction to the Christophs Przingis trade was one of them. And I say that to say what Maxie and Dwight do well is one of the only things they do well, which is stay in front of guards. Like they are both top 10 percent. There's 60 centers in the NBA. There's maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 dudes, maybe not even that many that are better at that specific skill than them. And I think the coaching staff realized it. And shout out to Nico. And that's why we're here. Like, I think if you just drop Christos Przingis on this team, or you just drop like Jonas Valanciunas and played him every night, I think we losing. I think Chris Paul's getting off. Chris Paul's points, like, were especially in the back end, like, those were Jonas's. They're not his fault because it's goofy to ask him to do it, but well, it, it was, was on his head. It was, it was on, on his head. <laughs> and it's his failures defensively that allowed that to happen. There's no, they had Herb Jones. We, I, dog, I love Dorian. I love Reggie. Them boys ain't Herb Jones. And even he couldn't do nothing about that shit. Honestly, I mean, actually, this is a whole different conversation for another day, but I think Herb got a bit overrated. Towards the end, like he's very good, but um, he got a bit overrated, I I think. But that, that like I said, that's a different conversation. That's a different uh, conversation. generational no, defensively. I think he got slightly overrated to the point where people thought he could shut people down. You know what I mean? Like nah, I don't. No one's shutting anybody down. In that's the what NBA, I'm saying. But I think like he got the proper reputation a bit too no, early. That's no, that's, that's, that's no. I, I I agree with you there, but I I. You know, I mean, you know where we stand with Dorian. You know Dorian's my guy, but Herb, Herb is like not as strong as Dorian, but like he's just his athleticism and length is just. I was about to say he has more physical tools. Yeah, physical. it's just different. And like the point I'm trying to make is, if you swapped out, even if you put Dorian in that situation, like he wouldn't do shit about them mid-range jumpers and fucking Jonas Valanciunas' face. There's nothing anybody can do. You, that's that's the point I'm trying to get with that, and that's why, like, dog, you know, even if we win the championship this year, which hey, is on the table, low key, even if we win the championship this year, we have to address our bigs. Dwight and Maxi are about to be free agents, and they're 32 and and 31, so we could literally have a parade, and we have to address the center position immediately this offseason, some way, somehow. And when that... What'd you say? No, I was saying the low-key uh, what, what, a, a spot or a place, I guess, that we're not really giving too much attention to in terms of addressing the center position is low-key to draft. Because especially if you target um, a player with the specific skill set that we need, that's a cheap contract that you yeah. could, you know, mold into something and obviously you'll have bird rights when you know money and all that so i think um the draft is looking a sneaky place where people aren't um as for the center position in particular yeah That's because the, the league has devalued centers quite a bit um i i just i want to say this right now july 1st the money that Mitchell Robinson, who half the people on the planet was trying to trade Jalen Brunson for, half the people in the fan base, I won't even say half, I say more than half, 
dog, the bag he's going to get is going to make people very upset. I don't know if he's getting $10 million. I'll put it right at $10 million a year. He's not getting a lot of money. He's getting the Rashad. I'll put it at $12 million. I don't think he's getting a lot of money either. I think he's getting the Rashad Holmes bag. Me too. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, you're right. Maybe 10, 11 mil. You're yeah, right. yeah. He's getting Rashawn Holmes back, and that's it. And people are going to be like, ah! And it's like, yeah, dog. Like, if you can't score, if you can't be on the court against, like, a, uh, if, if you can get switched on a guard, and it's like an automatic bucket for an elite ball handler, like, you, you, if you have to, or I always say, if you're forced to be a drop big, I don't think you get in a, a big bag unless you're like elite on the other end. Like that's just you, just a rotation player. And I, I like I look at KP. Like I don't know if even in the before he got hurt, you notice they started like taking him off the court at the end of games quietly. Ooh. Oh, Porzingis. Yeah been doing that since last year yeah like like quietly we kind of ignored it we thought he was hurt no then he couldn't hold up in space and even and you know who else that was happening to granted he's still a target of mine and he's a very popular target but people don't realize who that was happening to as well miles turner was yes yes down and this was even before rick was there too um getting sit down told him to sit his ass on the bench because they did that's just a thing in this sport and i will say this this might be a bold prediction but don't let the suns and the bucks lose i'm a i word of advice to all centers in the draft you are dropping you are yeah. dropping the draft <laughs> if, if the <laughs> go home and Aiden goes home the only teams that will be left are small teams. Centers yeah. are dropping. Their stock is done <laughs> in the draft. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold you. If we win and the Bucks lose, like you said, boy, I'm gonna be on the. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna be a timeline terrorist because mm-hmm. there's too many people to just swore up and down. The big men is this and that, and it, it'll be substantial proof the other way and that's that's how it usually goes because last year remember bigs was dominating last year yeah. uh, or the year before it was basically two years in a row bigs were dominating and we saw wiseman get taken second because Jokic and ad look generational <laughs> and last year two bigs were dominating too um and there was a lot of talk oh nba might be getting big again and all of that and i never agree with that like because i the, the examples they were using it was a unicorn four. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about had a unicorn four, and that's um to play big, um you know with the two bigs. That's what you need. You need a unicorn four, and like I, you know, like we've been saying, those are not grown on trees. The ads, the Mobleys, the um Jaron Jackson Juniors, those guys are not growing on trees. So um if you don't have that, if you you're not playing no damn two bigs. I'm. I, I... I don't want to talk about our offseason yet because we still got basketball to be played. But, you know, man, give me – I'm going to say this, dog. Go sign Isaiah Hardenstein for the mid-level exception and, like, draft a young boy and pick between Maxie and Dwight. And mm-hmm. Let's see what we're doing. We're on the same wave. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm kind of – Miles Turner, I actually don't think his trade, but I don't think the rumors are they not trading him unless he demands to leave. 
I've uh, I've been leaving listening to them locked on. But Wizard. cheap in, in terms of getting guys that fit the scheme, because yeah. at this point, um, especially we, um, with, you know, you also have to be okay with not, um, depending on who we keep and all that too, but you also have to be okay with a center that is, doesn't want touches. Yeah. He's, okay, yeah. Well, he's going to roll all game yeah. long and he don't care about his shots. Max, yeah. he, he pop all game long. He don't care if he gets the ball. Yeah. Um, you can't have a guy. This, this was the issue with delusion. Yeah, you can't have a guy that believes they need to get a lot of post touches to be okay. And that's why I'm a bit concerned with Miles Turner, just because you know everything he's saying. Um, you know he loves Indiana, but the reason why he, you know, this is prior to you know all the big moves. Yeah, they. I was uh, my man was there, so I think that probably has something to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it might be different now, but you know, his thing was he wanted more opportunities and that, like I said, that's all fine and dandy. You could have certain things, you know, ambitions for your career, but in terms of, you know, contributing to a winning team on a Luka Doncic team, you're going to need a guy at, at that role that doesn't mind not getting the ball, like doing dirty things while not, um, when I say dirty things, you know, you know what I'm talking about, oh, dirty in the court. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly what you was talking about then. It's like, hey, low key. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, so you need a guy that's willing to do the dirty work um, while also not getting the shots, because that's a thing. It's it's a thing. So, um, as long as people are like, oh yeah, an eight minute, this and a that and a that, I'm like, the names are cool, but you have to understand uh, what kind of makes a team as well. And yeah, what, I, uh, I also think you got to have a guy who, you know, if because I, I I feel pretty confident, man. I don't think Maxi Maxi might get a fucking extension this summer on the I cool. I think he might get an extension. Low I think I think Maxi. It's more likely Maxi is getting an extension than he's going somewhere. And I, I don't think th- it will stay around the same money. I don't think it, it will be a raise either, especially since he's given that he's older. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, might, it ain't going to be something long. It's probably going to be like another year or two, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like to that effect. Because I think, his, honestly, the only reason why we, if you, we had Jonas Valanciunas instead of Maxi Cleaver, I don't know if we beat the Jazz. I don't. Oh, we don't. We don't. We don't. I don't know if we beat the Jazz, and I that that feels insane to say because Maxi was so ass in the regular season. But it's just what happened, and we if we got past the Jazz, we're getting swept, swept by the. Now nah, we'd have got one, but this series yeah. is already over because we couldn't guard them. We barely guard them now. Shit, if we being yeah. honest. We barely, yeah, we barely hold the, the we only turn into the fucking world beaters on defense at the AAC. Yeah. But other than that, we can't guard them. And that's the thing. Um, but we wouldn't even people, be we wouldn't even be doing that shit at the AAC. <laughs> that's exactly and that's when people are bringing up Porzingis talking about some oh, if every time we lost his fucking name would come up oh and I'm like God. Oh. Did y'all not watch the games? Like we got hey, scored in the paint when he was here. He played three games against these dudes. We everything that happened bad still happened when he was here. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Exactly. So that I'm just my thing is I just I think people aren't um grasping certain things and understanding certain concepts. And oh, my, oh that's so dismissive, SJ. 
See, I you see, I was just about to say, um, I don't even want it to sound condescending because that's really not the kind of thing. I'm gonna I'm 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 keep it tall with you. You're right. I know you're not trying to, you're a very smart woman. You try not to sound smarter than these niggas, but sometimes you gotta let these niggas know. I'm sorry, yeah, I, I know, but I'm just like, like I said, it's like when I was saying, um, like the whole everyone was wrong like after game one like I wasn't saying that from a condescending place like oh I know more than everyone and everyone's wrong it wasn't from that kind of place it was just that I felt like where whichever side you fell on you weren't telling the whole story and that topic with the Luca thing to me it was a topic that you need you need to tell the full story because like you you made a tweet earlier today on the timeline talking about usage rate how his usage actually went up from like game five to game six and we won so for people saying oh yeah in the wins his usage is down and all that that's why i'm like no <laughs> like that's no. not actually what's going on so that's why i was like you need to tell the full story to really grasp the entire concept which is why if you just fell on the side of oh he he's not getting help that's not the full story so you're wrong there and then if you fall inside of oh he's a ball hog he's not letting people cope blah, blah blah that's wrong as well like <laughs> you're not telling the full story <laughs> you know, so yeah. just, um, that, that's what I mean. So I, I really try not to come off as condescending because that's not um that's actually a huge pet peeve of mine. And that's not the place where I'm coming from. I'm just I'm just trying to get people to understand like the bigger picture of certain concepts because it's it's we we see it, it's in front of our faces. And I understand that um some people just like to watch, they don't fully understand what they're watching, and that's fine. Um, I watch things that I don't fully understand too, <laughs> you know, sometimes. Uh. It's helping each other out to yeah. you know, the game. Let me let me say something like because there's things that I feel very strongly about that I have changed my opinion on. I was not mm-hmm. the fucking president of the Jalen Brunson fan club until he kept this team afloat. Oh, me too. I I had by himself. Like, yeah, like I, I have. Know. I was like this whole Jalen Stan shit is a is a this year thing but he did it right but i've been wrong in the past like it's okay to say you're wrong it's okay to admit you and say so we don't we ain't getting a check for this shit none of us no team is hiring us to come scout or coach we just giving opinions on what we see but sometimes do people kind of speak from a place of ignorance and argue with you when you're like you I've literally had people argue with me when you present evidence that you're right, like indisputable and just say, well, I don't think that I don't care what you type. And it's like, okay, have a good day, sir. That's how I felt about the honestly, the, that's how I felt about the most, the Moses Brown. And I always bring it up because that was the most, <laughs> I, I just didn't understand. <laughs> like, you know, when you're saying something and you like, I knew I was right. <laughs> like, even yeah. in the, like, I knew I was right. And the amount of people that were disagreeing and it was like, they were trying to throw out logic and stuff that they thought were facts. And I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, are, are we serious here? That, that, that was one of the situations where I was like, wow. Like a lot of people were disagreeing with me when I felt like it was a bit obvious what the, what the right thing was. Like, I, I have this theory on this fan base and bigs and I hope this doesn't come off as mean because I'm not that tall. I'm not, I'm 6'1", 6'2", with shoes on. That's taller for the average man, but that is not that, that's tall-ish. And when you play basketball on any level, even high school, shit, even college to an extent, 
bigs, even if they stink, if they're just a lot bigger than everybody else, like you see that, you feel that when you play the game. But that's yeah. not how the shit work in the NBA. People can't get that out of their head. Does that make sense? Like, I, I feel it's like people relate their experience playing basketball on certain levels to like the NBA because basketball is an easy sport to understand. It's an easy sport to play. But the NBA is a whole different level. And I think so many people just think tall man that can dunk good. And that's just not really the NBA at all, especially, yeah. especially in 2022. Exactly. Schemes are different and all that. But um, I mean, I guess we can quickly move on. We've already been about an hour-ish into the Mavs. I guess we can, I guess we, you know, I mean, Golden State has moved on to the Western Conference Finals and is either the Mavs or Suns um, facing them. We will find out tomorrow. Um, but looking at the East, um, we will also find out. The Heat in the Conference Finals, who the Heat, who eliminated the 76ers. So there were, um, I just want to touch on real quick, um, kind of the 76ers, their um, season really quickly. Um, they had interesting comments again, you know, it's like clockwork. Every year you could, at this point, ex- expect interesting comments <laughs> from the 76ers after they get eliminated from the postseason. But um, we all kind of knew what happened. Granted, I barely watched that series. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> I was not really interested in it. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't yeah, either. I didn't go win. Like I picked the Heat to win in six, actually. So that was that was great. Um, but with that being said, um, Harden, man, I never seen a season like this, bro. <laughs> he really, he really like took out two teams. Like the Nets, when making that trade, they were doomed the Sixers making that trade they were doomed too because and it's funny because I feel like both teams um the Nets and the Sixers um it's kind of a situation where um you know that saying where um with you know girls who like get a cheating guy like they take a guy away from a girl or something on them it's like oh well you you know you lost him how you got him basically I feel like this happened to two teams. Like that's a, that's a great analogy, SJ. Yeah, board. like the the rock he quit on the Rockets, went to the Nets, yeah. then quit on the Nets, and that's how they lost them. And then with Sixers, they got him, and they you know traded away a guy that wasn't producing for them in the first fourth quarters. That was wasn't aggressive enough. And yeah. now Harden ended their season. I, I won't put it all on him, but you know he wasn't aggressive enough, and their season ended. So it's like the same way, like you know what I mean? Like they. Yeah. Were, the same scenarios and it's like wow Harden like you really like I that was one thing like I knew everyone knew at that point Harden wasn't um the same guy but I didn't think it was going to be a lack of aggression from him granted I didn't expect him to go to Philly and put up 25 shots um but the fact that he didn't put up 20 I don't think he put up 20 in a game since you 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 put me on game until he had until he had that 31 31 he never put 20 in a game yeah like it was months and he's playing every game he's out yeah. there every night and as a second option you're the second option under no circumstances should you be taking that, that there should there should never be a game where you just never you don't take 
20 shots, especially in a elimination game where you just don't shoot the ball in the second half. Um, so Harden to me, um, he's a quitter. He says, I mean, even in his presser, like they're not on the same page still. They're not on the no, same page. Not at all. Embiid is saying, I mean, even since during the season, Embiid had been saying, well, I'm not the coach. I can't tell him to be aggressive, but we all look for him to be aggressive. And then you have Harden saying, well, I didn't get the ball back. <laughs> like basically saying, yeah, we, ran, we ran our plays and it didn't get back to me. And you get, you're the, are you kidding me? Like, you're, <laughs> first of all, you're the point guard. So you have the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, so the play is starting with you. And I get it. Like, you know, actions are run. You probably don't get the ball again. But listen, James, as the point guard, <laughs> no, really, as the point guard, you have the ball. There has to be moments within the game where you, Ignore the play and you produce points. That's just how basketball goes. Like you are dribbling on the court, you realize there's a lane that you could probably drive. You know, stuff like that. You're telling me there was no situation <laughs> at all under no circumstances where you couldn't put up more than two shots. Are you kidding me? I, that is just crazy. They're not on the same page. Um, granted, he's gonna be here. Whatever the extension looks like, we don't know at this point, but he, I think you could say he's definitely going to be in Philly um, next yeah. season. And listen, man, I don't know. I think his days, I don't know if he, honestly, I don't know if he averaged more than 22 uh, in the, for the rest of his career. Maybe oh. I'll give him 24 max. I don't think he's eclipsing um, 24 points per game again. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a lot. That's what I'm saying. That's a lot. That's why I was like 22. That's why I don't think, I think 22 is, is like a ceiling now. Um, yeah, he averaged 22 this year. I don't yeah, think yeah. it's going to get better. That's what I'm saying. 22 and like 10. That's like his, um, yeah. he's going, you know, he's always going to get the assists, especially if he's playing with Embiid and the, and mm. the shooters. He's going to get the assists. So 22 and 10 and maybe like seven. Um, that's the, and that's not bad. That's not a bad stat line, but obviously that's that, um, a James Harden stat line, especially if you're looking in the context of, you know, being a championship contender, especially um, 22 and 10, that's fine. But, you know, they might need more to win the title, especially if you're running offense through a, a big man at the end yeah. of the day. I think they're cooked because, like, Maxi is a budding star. Maxi don't like Harden, bro. That's where I was going. And not only do they not, does he not like him, it's the other thing like, dog, how are you going to hold up defensively with Tyrese Maxi and James Harden in the backcourt? Like, them niggas can't play on defense. Like, Maxi's young, so I'm going to give him some grace. But he, there's no, there's physical thing. Like, how good of a defender is he? Can, can he be? And what is Maxi? 6'1, 6'2? And Harden, yeah, Harden is like, shit, he, I don't, that, that, that whole situation is cooked. It is so cooked. Like, it's cooked. Embiid, dog, two, 18 months from now, when is the trade deadline? Okay. The trade deadline is February of 2023. By the trade deadline of 2024. I'm going to say it. I don't think Joel Embiid will be a Philadelphia 76 I'm going to say it right here, right now. I, I, I just, that situation is so cooked. I don't see how it's savable. I, I really don't. Like, unless Tyrese Maxey turns into, you know how good he, he'd have to be the best player his height in, like, the league. 
Like he'd have to become like all NBA player, which he, shit he might do. But Tobias Harris and James Harden, oh my god, Jesus. Anyway, I mean, they have. I think they have. The thing is, I want to say the reason why I'm not gonna give them like the hundred percent cooked kind of thing is because I I still think they have buttons that they can maybe push. Um, in terms of getting the roster better, maybe that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's a long shot. But yeah. they have buttons that they can maybe push. But other than that, yeah, I don't know because then another piece you're looking at is MB, like the amount of injuries that he just piled up <laughs> over this postseason. Yeah. Like you go into you're you're hooping on a torn ligament in your thumb. You're hooping with an orbital fracture. You're hooping with um just all these issues. And it's like at this point, every postseason, you could kind of expect something to be wrong with him. And for that reason, yeah, you're gonna need a strong, like a very strong number two to um kind of make up for that. So I don't know. I know people are saying Bradley Beal, um, and that situation is not even you're giving up Harden. They're trying to pair Beal with you know Harden and Embiid. I, I, yeah. you know how nasty it would be if they trade Maxi and Filler and some other shit to get Beal bias and all that. Yeah. Oh, that would be so nasty. I don't think they get that much better. They'd be better, but it's not like it's a top heavy situation. It's like, yeah, it's like with with injury prone and aging dudes. Exactly. So it's like, eh, I don't know what they do, but um listen, I'm just my agendas were happy with <laughs> with that outcome. Granted, I didn't want to see MB like hurt again, but at the end of the day, this is what happens. Nah, nah, nah. He, so, he, he, it was uncomfortable in game six, especially. He was all yeah, over the floor yeah. and he was hurting. That was uncomfortable just for me to watch because it was like and the ball hit him in the face when the mat. Oh, that was uncomfortable just because you know he's dealing with certain injuries and to see him, that, that was uncomfortable to watch. But like he's flopping, Danny Green like tore out his whole knee. So Danny career Green, might be done because his big ass was flopping. Yeah. yeah, flopping. Granted, I don't want to put it on him, but like that, that was what happened. You was flopping and you tore that man's knee out. Yeah, hey, hey. Matisse Thibel, yikes, yikes, like, I don't know, this dude is probably going to make the all-defensive team two years in a row, and I don't know if he's making double-digit millions. I was going to say, I see I see about seven to nine million. Yeah, I don't, and I remember a lot of Philly fans were like, well, we were able to keep Thibault and, and Maxi, so I'm ha- I don't care that James Harden trade was good. I'm like, okay, you can believe in Thibault if you want to. Oh, he's a horrible offensive player. He's it's, he's like he's, he's worse than Josh Green. Yeah. I'm going that far. Josh Green can pass. Josh Green can pass. Josh Green has probably more value off, but um, Thibault can cut really. Well. Granted, Josh Green can cut too. Well, Thibault is a great cutter too, but I think Josh Green. I think you're right in that. I would agree. Josh Green has more potential, especially to have more offensive value because of the. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that that team stinks. Um, Boston, move on. I I am gonna stick with my. I don't like betting against Giannis. Um, but my original prediction was Celtics in seven. So mm-hmm. game seven. So I have to ride with that. So Celtics in seven. Yeah, I I think I picked Celtics in six. I flip flop, but then Tatum. I mean, 
bro. Mm. I, this this is my thing. Like Ooh. I always liked Jason Tatum, and I hated having to argue against him with the weird. You know, we get baited into discussions on the in Mavs Twitter, and I got baited into Luca versus Tatum. And it, it felt bad because I like Jason Tatum so much. Like he's a, you know, I'm just based on little interviews, long form interviews, but he's a good dude. He gets it. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a father. So I'm always biased about dudes who had, who I can watch an interview for their father and then see that stuff instilled in them. One of the reasons I'm so pro Jalen Brunson is I like Rick Brunson a lot and I like Jason Tatum's dad a lot. So I like, I love Giannis. Giannis is my favorite non-Maverick, but I like that young boy going and getting it. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I did. Bro, he took it in, because I was thinking the way Giannis was moving, I was like, yo, Giannis not losing this game. Like, nah. Moving crazy. But then, and then it got, you know, even though the Celtics went up, it got spooky, you know, obviously. Yeah. Because, you know, the Bucks were coming. And Tatum, granted, I would say it was um it was a collective effort by the um big three, especially from um Boston in yeah, um, Marcus Smart was balling to, to in the beginning of the game offense. Yeah, and Tatum, but Tatum, Tatum closed oh. that door in incredible fashion. And I was saying it during the next series that um Tatum, the way he was moving was looking spooky because not only was the defense, but he was playmaking, he was, you know, you know, scoring all that. And you know, this series he had his ups and downs, but listen, man. When 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 Giannis hit that pull-up three to make it a four-point game, I was like, they cooked. Tatum, I, came, yeah. Tatum came right back down, was like, nah, buddy. No, I sir. <laughs> no, sir. Not tonight. Not tonight. Blood. blood. I was like, oh, and it was cast. Like all the bitches was swish. Swish. I was like, oh, this young boy, he he took the leap. That's all you can ask. Yeah. As 100%. a fan. Is like no bullshit, floppy flop shit. No, take these motherfucking buckets, and I'm gonna go dig you up on other. I loved it, and I love Giannis. But if 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 Tatum gonna go match him like that, hey, that's all you can. That's all. That's my point with the best player in the series. But if you have the best player in the games that matter, that is important because. Giannis had 44 in like 20. He was not the best player on the floor. <laughs> like, that is crazy. It got outscored. It yes. got yes. like, That is crazy. It's like that Giannis got to be thinking like, dog, does it bleed? Because what the fuck? That, that, man, that was a good game. I think we're going to look back at that. I, I don't. I don't want to gas up too much. That was just such a fucking good game to watch. It was so good, especially that fourth quarter. I was watching that shit, and I love Giannis. I don't like Boston. This has been the best second-round series so far. It has been, because our game's low-key. They kind of ass. Yeah, and the refs are letting them play. Like, in this yeah. season, the refs have let them kind of play more, too. Yeah, it's just been some, some – it's been buckets being handed out. Buckets. Tough buckets. Tough, the game's been won on tough buckets being handed out. Now, I can appreciate that. I actually, not to bring it back to the Mavs, I, I think I think it's going to be a light whistle tomorrow for mm-hmm. us. I, I really do. I think they're going to let them play. Um, and I hope that works to our advantage. I think it will because you ain't calling no offensive fouls and no ticky-tack stuff. I think Luca is going to put them boys in the basket. I think Jalen should – 
game three. That's basically how he got all his shit off, literally playing football. So we'll see, though. Um, You got anything else you want to get off? That's it. Uh, no, just that, you know, go Mavs. Hopefully the next time we're recording. See, last last time we said we, you know, three scenarios, we'd be recording if we're going to the Western Conference Finals, if we're preparing for a game seven or if our season is over. Yeah. Um, we got the game seven, so not the worst outcome. Not <laughs> 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 uh, probably the middle outcome. Um, so now, hopefully next week, we're talking about we're into the Conference Finals. We would have been a couple games in, I think. Um. So hopefully next week we're talking about the conference finals <laughs> and facing the Warriors as opposed to talking about fucking off-season targets. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um I will say this. Uh hey, we we probably need to talk about it on air. Let me hit the unrecord button. We'll stop recording. Um hey, you wanna if we win, we gotta we can't wait a week. We I don't even care if it's 15 minutes. We got to yeah. yeah. get some shit off, like real talk. So we got to figure that out. But we get pop. Yeah, that shit can wait till next Friday. <laughs> next yeah, so, weekend. Okay. That's actually a great idea. Yeah, so if we win emergency pod, yeah. um, emergency pod, y'all can look for that right very quick. But if we lose, yeah, don't expect. Y'all will hear from us next weekend as usual. But if we win, you will probably get something. Monday morning, Monday yeah. during the day. Uh, so anyway, thank y'all for listening. I am Dwight, the vet of the group at 517-2214. Joined again, as I am every week uh, with SJ, the young prodigy. Um, go Mavs, man. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to be happy. And if we aren't, just don't go out like no hoes, man. Just just play hard. It's been a good season. It's been a fun season. And uh, hopefully, we having this emergency pop. We holler at y'all. Fuck it, I'm going to say, we're going to holler at y'all Monday morning. There we yes, go. Yes, sir. Peace. <laughs>